Hey there, this is Julie from Blended Life. Thank you for taking the time to download this episode of our podcast. I hope you find value in it. The truth is though, sometimes you need more than a podcast can offer to get unstuck and find peace in your blended family life. The struggle is real. So this is a personal journey I've been on for years, seeking peace in circumstances and with people I can't control. Becoming Heard was born out of this quest. As a certified life and health coach, I am passionate about helping others just like you and me free themselves from chronic upset and chronic crisis mode. Right now, I'm offering Blended Life listeners a one-on-one free breakthrough session with me. This call will give you clarity to see if coaching is right for you. Take advantage of this opportunity now by emailing me at becomingheardnow at gmail.com. I can't wait to connect with you. Hey everyone, I'm Eric. This is my wife, Julie. We are the Blended Life. Hey. And tonight's <laughs> podcast. Tonight, actually, we're going to be talking more about being a step parent and being in the middle of the co-parenting. Yeah. Feeling hurt when your stepchild's doing something with their biological parent that you want to be doing. <laughs> Wondering if, does it get better after court? Okay. And... <laughs> And trying to get your stepchild during school time for various reasons. So we are going to come at it from a step parenting perspective tonight. Interesting. I don't I know. think No, we're not thinking as bio parents. Although I already know a lot of my advice is gonna be consider the bio parent. Yeah. But interesting. It All is right. interesting, and I have to say all of these four questions, I usually try to choose four questions from our, our listeners or um, people who just want advice. That's usually the time okay. that we have. But this individual, and shall remain anonymous. They always do. Yeah, but she wrote in, she's a stepmom, and she has a 12-year-old. No, I apologize. She's been with. Her man for 12 years. Her stepdaughter is now 15. Oh, okay. So she is a 15-year-old stepdaughter. They have more children together. But um, she wrote in with these four questions. And I just thought, hmm, we're going to do them all. All right. So here we go. (laughs) So this is all from one person, huh? Yes. All right. And you're doing the reading. (laughs) <laughs> well, they're just I'm just going to read the questions. I'm not going to give the whole backstory and all okay. that because we know how much you love. People actually have written in commenting how Eric loves Oh my gosh. the long story. It's just, you know what, if you guys are watching us on on YouTube right now, you know what I think we should do? Um my son was suggesting this. He was saying that we should do a fourth angle and show behind the scenes, like a BTS while we're doing this. On YouTube. If that's something you guys would want to see. A behind um, the scenes? Like, so it's not really, it's behind basically all of our cameras. So it's a camera behind all of our cameras. But there is a <laughs> lot going on here. Like if you guys are yeah. are seeing this right now. Sorry, I'm kind of off topic for a second. But there is one. So there's there is one camera. There is two camera on Julie. And then there's three camera on both of us. Plus we have Instagram going um, live. 
right there. So we're going to put another. So I guess it would technically be a fifth camera behind us, but it would show behind everything, just an angle that we could cut to every so often. But there's a lot. So back to the point of me reading and loving it. I'm doing all of our sound and audio control. I've got a switcher here that I'm controlling every camera angle live while trying to think on the fly. So so trying to do all that plus read at the same time, like my yeah. head is done. Yeah. So anyways, I'm just making excuses at this point. <laughs> so reading. Yeah. Um, so anyway, yes, this is going, this is all coming from one person. So I thought this would also be cool because it's nice to know that blended families are hard. There's a lot of moving pieces and it's just nice to know that another family or another person is having a ton of issues, right? Not that she doesn't love her family or she wants out. None of that was said or insinuated, but it's just hard when you feel like you're the only. So I'm, I'm cool. I'm like, this is so neat that there is somebody with this many questions because this is me on a daily. Yeah, and it's probably basis. most. It's probably most of us listening and watching because, like, you think about it, like that's why most people are here because they're like, I need help or I have questions or um, I know I, I want to make sure I'm not alone. Am I crazy for thinking this way? And the answer is no. Like, that's literally why we're here. That's why you're here. And that's why we try to bring everyone together and answer your questions. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're not the professionals here. We are just the facilitators, right? We're trying to get everyone on the same page and talk about this, open up the discussion, yeah. and create the conversations. And just let everyone know you're not alone. Right. Like, everyone's struggling. You know, we are not perfect. We have a ton of struggles. Um, are you talking about us? Like, you and I? <laughs> Like our family. <laughs> oh my gosh, we're so far. Like this, like oh well. I mean, <laughs> scale to one, scale really from one to up. ten. I'm like we've got, we got <laughs> ninety nine issues, and they're all issues, and it's scale all from one to ten. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> scale from one to ten, it's hundred. <laughs> On this episode of how up is up, this episode we're really up. <laughs> I beat myself because I knew I was going to say bad words. Yeah, but you know what? That also before we jump in, yeah, if you guys knew Eric. Uh, off yeah but i'm trying to this he cusses way more than me (laughs) it's so true it's just it's so funny so people who know him like at least you you're getting the authentic you're not she cusses way more than she does on this show too but i'm trying to keep it like somewhat family friendly because some people like no, people could, have not f- have stopped. Like, I can't. Yeah, right? some people literally have stopped listening like, to I us can't because listen of to your you, mouth. My mouth. So that means that they'll listen to me on <laughs> this, but they would not hang out with me in person. Unless, they would not hang out with me in Unless in a professional setting. Like, if I'm in a professional setting, like, I have different... I have different modes, like you different notches. Lots of hats. Lots it, of hats. You have to, though. I mean, you think... Anyways. Yes. I don't have lots of hats. That's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I couldn't be for city council. Oh, no. I would get fired. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, moving on to tonight. First question How do I disconnect from this whole situation? Whole situation meaning the co parenting between exes when I'm very much in the mix. I get dragged into the fights, and my husband shows me all the texts. I don't agree with his approach 100% of the time. That's all right, though. Like, not even 99%. There's not even one. That's 
Um, as I believe delivery is everything. Yes, you would be right. There are, oh, they are very much alike, stubborn and aggressive in nature. Um, as the wife, do I just be there for support and say nothing? A lot like a jockstrap. Um, well, you know what? The, uh, well, something that stood out to me on this was delivery is everything. And something that I have struggled with in our relationship and <laughs> some, one thing, one thing that <laughs> I have struggled with in our relationship is delivery. Because you and I are both very, very different when it comes to delivery towards one another, towards our children, towards our exes. And that is something I have had to learn to accept. You and I are different. And it took a long time because... When you believe that delivery is everything, you are very much set in your ways that this is the way it needs to happen because this is the way it works. And I had a hard time letting go and I've gotten a lot better at it. Just trusting that, you know what? Delivery can look other ways than how I think they do. And you deliver different than I deliver. But at the end of the day, if you are getting the type of results that you are looking for, that's all right, because usually you deliver to your ex differently than I would have, you know? So it's 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 interesting to hear that, you know? It's it, I, I mean, I know it's silly. No, but I'm just thinking, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about it. What are you thinking about? I'm Mayday. thinking. Mayday, she's thinking. Mayday. Um, um, no, I hear delivery, and I'm thinking about pushing a child out of my, oh, I'm not supposed yeah. to say that word on air. Huh? Rectum? You can say rectum. Um... <clears throat> I think delivery is everything. I also am learning timing is everything. Where'd you learn so, that? <laughs> the hard way. And actually, it was one of my Bible study days last week, oh, which was really, really, really interesting. And then I had a friend call up and want advice about talking to her boss. And I'm like, timing is everything. Mm-hmm. And so this pattern of like, or this theme of timing is everything keeps coming up so I feel like I need to talk about it here right but I think that y- you know the second you get a text or an email if you have any kind of negativity pause yeah right like don't respond in a place of anger or hatred or resentment like take a second and also when you're trying to, especially with co-parenting, co-parenting a lot is asking for favors because there's a lot of times you want to do stuff that the court order, like outside of the court order boxes, you know. So delivery is important on both ends, not just what you're saying, obviously like how you're saying it and what you're saying does matter, but you kind of want that other side of timing to make sure the other person is in a space to receive it. And I know that if you're not sharing a household with your ex, you don't really know when good timing is. But <clears throat> I think that it's something to consider. Because if you know your ex is fired up, like... If your ex is texting you about things they're mad about or frustrated about, it's probably not the right time to ask for a favor or to 
pile on your grievances in hopes that they will be heard. Like if you're conversing with your ex and it's not a good thing, it's not a peaceful thing, it's not a happy thing, you know, consider maybe waiting to bring up something that they aren't going to be in a space to receive. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, You know, yeah, it truly comes down to timing. And I feel like a lot of times the tough conversations that we have with our uh, spouses, you know, we've talked about them. Spouses or exes? No, but our spouses comes down. Those hard conversations, you know, if we're confronting them about their biological children, uh, you know, our stepchildren, a lot of time is delivery and timing also. You know, I feel like we've talked about this a bit in the past, but the same rules kind of apply when you're talking about, when you're talking to your ex and, uh, you know, or kind of anything. you're talking about someone's child. Yeah, you know, but I mean, really anything. Like, same thing, you know, at at work, you know, you want to go ask your boss for a day off, you know, but your boss is in the middle of a meeting and they're pissed off and something's not going right in the company and you know, go, Hey, can I get the day off? <laughs> you know, their head like, explodes it's, yeah, and they're it's, like, you're fired. Yeah. You it's know? all about timing, you know, yeah. and the way that you ask it, you know, like, you yeah, yeah. You don't come in and. So if you want something to get accomplished, not even that you're just asking for a favor, but in co-parenting, if you're wanting something to get accomplished, Delivery and timing matter. And so if you're mindful about that, you'll have an easier co-parenting relationship. However, this person saying her husband drags her into (laughs) the chaos. And truly that chaos isn't hers. Yeah, it's his world. She's just living in it. The co-parenting chaos isn't hers and I don't think it's helpful if she disagrees with him yeah no that's all right I'm sure she's told him and it's just not helpful like it doesn't get her anywhere to say that she disagrees or suggest he try or say something else if that continues to fall on deaf ears you can shout at the rain all you want but the only one that's soaking wet and angry is you, the shouting at the rain person, right? So um, it depends. So she's asking, like, as a wife, do I just stand back? That depends. Is that the is that what you want? Right? I just want it to rain. You just want it to rain. <laughs> <clears throat> I think she needs to consider what she really wants. I think sometimes we like the drama. Sometimes we like to know what's going on. Sometimes we want to be in the thick of it. And even if we are complaining about getting pulled into it, we like that option better than being pushed aside or not told or in the dark. And often you can't have it both ways. You know, you can't pick and choose. It's either you're in or you're out. So it could be a situation of be careful what you wish for because right now, you are being shown text. He is pulling you in as a partner. And that's really cool. You know, if what you're suggesting falls on deaf ears, then you may just say, oh, well, I can't wait to see how you're going to handle this. <laughs> Let me know the outcome or <laughs> Good don't. Good <laughs> luck, you know. Um, and so I think there isn't a role for a wife in a blended family. I think it's just... 
how it, how you want your relationship to operate. What do you want? You know, if you do truly don't want to see texts or get pulled into the drama, then that is truly a conversation you're going to have to have with your husband and say, please leave me out of it. Like we just need to agree to disagree. It's too much for me. I'm just not interested. I, you know what? I find it a, um, fairly easy, too, to get caught up in it, you know, and especially when things are new and you, you, you know, you're all going. It's very easy to get caught up in that drama. But also something that I have learned over the years is that it does feel so good to not be so invested in it. Know that you're working it out with your ex and you two are going to have the final say in, in the matter anyways. And a lot of this stuff, and I'm sure you guys can think of um, you know, many circumstances here, but a lot of the stuff doesn't affect me, doesn't affect necessarily our immediate household. You know, A lot of it's just parenting that is just kind of benign that could otherwise, if you and I discussed it, be... Get perceived, turned into something. It'd be perceived as drama or turn into drama, right. you know, or or escalates into drama. And now that little green cloud lives in our house with us, whether we're cooking dinner, eating a meal, going on a walk, you know, doing whatever it is that we're doing. We now have this little green cloud with us that stinks and it is ruining everything else around us. Whereas you now deal with your ex sometimes just, like I said, little benign issues and it's no big deal and I don't have to be a part of it. And same thing with me, you know, and it's, it's just, it's almost easier. It's like, well, it wasn't really anything that I had any real care or say in it, mm -hmm. you know, and if it is an issue or something that does affect our household, I think we make a pretty good effort to talk about it with one another. But for the most part, I'm like, you know what? I didn't even have to deal with that. Like, sweet. You know, I'm, I'm, I've still got a smile on my face. You know, when you come and you talk to me, you're not bringing that in with you. It's not, it's not a negative thing now between us that shouldn't be in our relationship anyways. Yeah. It is, there is a, it's in Proverbs and actually one of our listeners, listeners shared this with me and it was something that was on my heart. Oh, it's like. Oh, it's, it's, it's one of the Proverbs, but it's basically like guard your heart, you know, all life comes from it, something like that and the right wording. But, and that's been on my mind a lot lately, especially in regards to step parenting. Um, and I'll probably share the verse on our Instagram page just because it's, it's really good advice for step parents. You know, we aren't the biological parent. That's Okay. They're not our kids. That's okay. Doesn't mean you can't love them. Doesn't mean oh, you're not important. I you were going to say that's okay. <laughs> it just, just because you're not their parent and you're not the bio parent and, you know, you didn't birth them, doesn't mean you can't care for them, love them, be a part of their lives, be impactful, right? But there are different boundaries with step parenthood. And it's kind of one of those things like, if you can't accept it, it's probably not a job for you. Probably not something that you should sign up for. Like kind of have to know your place. And I say that out of love and protection for the step parent. 
I say know your place not to be rude or to be mean, but basically because you, if you don't know your place, will forever be hurt and disappointed and frustrated and mad. And then that's not fun, you know? So guarding your heart, like, means you you maybe understand and accept that you're not the parent and you don't have all that pressure and you step back, you step aside and you enjoy the kids when you can and you're, you know, it's just a different role than an actual parent. And yes, you may be super involved and all that good stuff, but, you know, if you're constantly hurt and upset and disappointed, you're not showing up for your stepkids in a very great way or your husband, or your own biological kids if it's affecting you and your home. And so it might mean you just need to guard your heart a little bit and just kind of decide, like, I am going to disengage. I'm making the decision for the best, the betterment of our family and our marriage and my mental health that I'm disengaging from this toxic co-parenting thing you guys got going. I can't do this. Like I'm making that choice for me, which is making that choice for our family. And so that would be my advice. I don't know how much this, this stepmom wants to be in or wishes she can change it, but you can't make someone see what they don't want to see. So if your husband's very hell bent and committed to communicating this way and he feels it's right, the chances of you saying something and him being like, you're right. Thank you so much for enlightening me. I'm changing right now. Like that doesn't happen. Or it does. Do you know anybody who's ever done that in the history of life? I feel like if I tell you things like that, like that's your reaction sometimes. You're like, you're right. I'm going to change. Sometimes you are. I'm an enlightened individual. You are an enlightened unicorn. You're very lucky. I, I guess I keep telling myself this. <laughs> I keep telling myself this. Sleep. Um, yeah, but I mean, very rarely people receive criticism. Like that's very, very hard for many people. So especially when you're attacking something that's already hard, like co-parenting, man, it's already hard. It's already emotional. And you have your spouse like telling you, giving you unsolicited advice or making a, a difficult situation that you're having to endure and encounter even more difficult by adding on whatever negativity they want to say about it. It just makes it harder. And so is that helpful? Sometimes. No. Yeah, but sometimes. You know what? If you can get to a place where you can learn to accept con- constructive criticism, <laughs> or a lot of times it's not constructive depending on it's more destructive criticism the way that it's presented. But something that I have learned personally is that if I can slow down and hear what you are saying, whether you are um, criticizing you know me or a situation, but if I can understand where you're coming at because where you're coming from because of the conversation that we're having, it has helped me to learn how to navigate our situations a lot better than um, where I would have normally approached it with, you know, say a defensiveness or, um, you know, I don't know. Yeah. What do you got going? 
Um, Are you texting? We're on a podcast. No, um, we're having an Instagram. I'm listening. I know. It's all Instagram. It's Instagram. What are are our Instagrammers saying? What are you guys saying? Well, dad and the bougie. I hope I'm saying that right. I always read Instagram (laughs) names wrong. I love it. That's awesome. But basically just said that the best way that he's noticed is to put his personal pride aside and make sure that he includes bio dad, dad in decisions and events as much as possible. Um, was he uncomfortable at first? Yes. Of course. Change is always hard. Change is always growing and stretching outside of our comfort zones and just ripping that bandaid off. So anyway, he says, I'm in your shoes on the other side. And so I get it. I'm not a replacement. I'm loving our kids as I know. Yep. I can't dumb down how I father for anyone's ego, even if I tried. Yeah, you know what? Be yourself. Be that's true good. to it. That's you good. know, and also take a step back. Look at the whole picture. I mean, that's a that's a game changer. If you can look at the whole picture, yeah, see where the other family's coming from. You know, your ex is coming from their ex is coming from whoever, yeah. and you can kind of visualize everything. You know, from all sides. Yeah, that really is, in my personal opinion, one of the biggest keys to co-parenting. Once you can learn to do that and not come in it from a place of anger or hate or or rage or hurt or where whatever those feelings are. But if you can look at it from all sides and sympathize with all sides, yeah. it really helps that co-parenting, you know, thing take off. Right. And it is no one's job to fix anyone. So step parents job is not to fix a co-parenting relationship or your spouse or the ex right? You can just meet people where they're at and try to be a support. And so I don't want to gloss over the support here. Yes, as a spouse, your job is to support your husband or your wife. Like number one job is that. And what does that look like? Well, that's different for everyone based on what needs are. You know, is it helpful to insert your opinion when it's not wanted or make it a situation harder? Maybe not. You know, is it helpful just to be a silent partner and let your spouse vent? Sometimes, you know, it is just being able to read a situation and know your spouse well enough to know how to show up for them because co-parenting's just effing hard. It's hard. It's hard. <laughs> you know, I mean, having children with someone is more binding than marriage. Having children without someone is absolutely impossible. So, So, um, all right. So the second question, is it normal for me, the stepmama, to get my feelings hurt when she, her stepdaughter, does something with her mom that I had planned to do with her? Small stuff like taking her to get her ears pierced or a concert. I don't say it, but man, I get into my feelings. I just love her so much. I feel her mom does it on purpose to take that special moment away for her and I. (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and just turn my mic off and let you vent. Well, I don't want to lose listeners. (laughs) (laughs) So, first of all, as a bio mom of a daughter, I would would say... Because this is something I've actually thinking about for my daughter for her birthday is getting her ears pierced. Yeah. 
It's a birthday present for your bio daughter. My bio daughter. My my daughter. My daughter. My daughter. <laughs> she says that. My, yeah. Um. Yeah. But okay. Well, first, it, it's interesting to me that she says something small like getting your ears. <laughs> yeah. Pierced. Where you're like, that's the biggest thing. I'm all. Ever. That's a really big rite of passage for a girl. Like I remember getting my ears pierced. I don't. Oh wait, I didn't. Um, and I think that. So look. I think it's um, I think it is so amazing that you're that close to your yes. stepdaughter that you care and love her so much and you have such a great relationship. That's really special and that's not always the case. So the fact that you love your stepdaughter that much is special and great and wonderful and I don't want to to what I'm about to say diminish or I want to acknowledge that right off the bat like way to go for being such a great stepmom and loving with your whole heart not all step parents do that she's very lucky to have you and this is the part where you turn the podcast off (laughs) however (laughs) getting your ears pierced is not a small thing in my opinion if my daughter I was robbed of that experience by my kids, my daughter's stepmom. I would come unglued. Now, in our court order, however, that we have between my ex and I, we can't alter our children's appearance, such as piercings, hairstyles. (laughs) Black eyes. (laughs) We can't alter our children's appearance drastically, right, without the other's consent until they're 18. So, like, I couldn't go permanently dye my daughter's hair purple. You know, I couldn't get let her get a nose piercing without her dad. I have to, you know, that's something we have to agree on. So, it was a big enough deal for it to be put in our custody agreement. We both felt like that was a big enough deal. So, for me... That's a big moment to have with my daughter to get her, to take her to get her ears pierced. That's a one time, like the first time, it's like when your kids get older, the amount of firsts they have, <laughs> yeah. it go it, it diminishes, it gets diminished. I'm going to go diminished. ahead and hold the red, get ready for, press the red button because I. <laughs> I'm not going to cuss. Uh, it's not cussing I'm worried about. Okay. So, so it is a big deal. And I think that the bio mom should have that experience with her daughter if she wants it. If the bio mom sat there, if the bio mom was like, I don't care. Right. Then by all means. Yeah. Whatever. You know, if the bio mom didn't care, but sorry, bio mom, bio dad, I think she get first right of refusal out of first events for your children's lives over step parents. In my opinion, if the bio parents are present accounted for shared custody good you know you may hate may hate the ex but that doesn't mean that the ex doesn't love her daughter right you might think that she's a shit parent but that doesn't mean that she didn't give birth to her and doesn't love her so this is where it's like know your place as a step parent type of a situation so I would have to say feelings aren't right or wrong they're just feelings. So, no, you're not wrong to have feelings about this. It's super sweet that you even have feelings about this. But I do think that a bio mom, and I'm speaking as a bio mom, like if 
if your son wanted to get his <laughs> ear pierced, I wouldn't be offended. Step, mommy, I would like a Prince Albert. But I mean, like, if if he went with his mom to do that, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, I didn't get to see that. I'm so sad. Right. Like, of course, his mom. There's some things, like, yeah. parents should have the right to do. So, I just, but I think that's interesting. Like, concerts, whatever, if it's her first concert, give the parent the first right of refusal to have that, like, moment with her. And especially if you have kids of your own. I think this would be harder for a step-parent who had no other kids or no kids of their own. And then there's more of like an attachment to, I'm never going to have this experience. But if you have children of your own, you know, relish in the fact that you will have some of these firsts with your own children. So you won't miss out on them. You might miss out on them with a specific child as a step-parent, but you will get them with your own kids. And I don't know if that helps anything, um, but what do you think about this? Well, you know, here's, I mean, this is a lot, this is really out there, you know, but there's a lot of people who we aren't them, but there's a lot of people who co-parent very well together. And maybe um, your ex wants to take your child to the Backstreet Boys concert and you want to go to the Backstreet Boys concert and you guys co-parent well and you can all go to the Backstreet Boys concert together and then you'll just be the happiest thing alive. I'm just saying co-parenting can go a long way. Yeah. It could get you into could the back. share a hotel room too. <laughs> no, you know what? Together. It's funny, you know, because we joke about this because we're just not there yet, but there, and we probably have listeners who are there. Yeah. I just, I, I mean, I don't know if I shared this with anyone, but just, I mean, you know, but just last week, I, 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 I shot, I photographed a house from a woman who was selling her ex-husband's wife's home for her he was the ex uh, she was um the husband her ex-husband's realtor wife's realtor and they were from out of town and came down here spent the weekend together the kids were with them and it was like so when they introduced themselves they were laughing and they're like hi we're ex-wives you know like like being yes, silly about but it. i think the way you said it means i think they both divorced him and they're probably like having a sisterhood about that i don't know i didn't i didn't <laughs> go that funny. far into it well, the they were both very nice it and it like, worked but you know what at yeah. the end of the day they were hanging out together doing mm-hmm. business together friends together like yeah. you know had it's done not, this whole thing yeah. and the kids were there and part of the experience in doing this together whether they were yeah that comment makes you think like hmm, maybe they are not maybe the they're both ex-wives. Ex- <laughs> yeah, yeah i don't know but That's what I think. <laughs> but it sounds like it's been a great thing for a long time so yeah. people can get there for sure there is a lot of people who i was married into a family who's full of divorce and my ex-husband, his family was all divorced and they all shared all holidays together and all the exes brought their new spouses and it was it was the weirdest shit I ever saw. <laughs> I like, couldn't imagine. My, <laughs> my ex-father-in-law had like his first wife, his second wife and his girlfriend and we were all doing Thanksgiving together and all the wives were like, you know, kissing on the, Wait, on the cheeks. Wait, what? On you the guys cheeks. have clothes on? <laughs> what? <laughs> 
Why did you leave this family? <laughs> Just kidding. But I've been in a family that was like that, and I have seen it work firsthand, <laughs> secondhand, thirdhand. I'm running out of hands. Yeah, um so we are so off this question but back to (laughs) feelings hurt that the bio mom is doing things that you wanted to do with your stepdaughter super sweet I would advise again to guard your heart a little bit you know it's like people marry somebody with an ex-wife and marry somebody who has a baby mama already and then get mad about it like I can't tell you how many people are just pissed off that their husband has a baby mama. Right. And I'm like, well. I'm not the first. (laughs) But here's the deal. Like, that was a choice you made. Like, you weren't forced to be with somebody who has a baby mama. You probably knew she was crazy before you walked down the aisle and married him. You know, these are things that you moved into the house. Like, you knew the co-parenting relationship before you committed your life. Or you had a glimpse into it. Or if you didn't, then you didn't wait long enough. Like, take your time. See over time and circumstance. If you're not married and you're trying to enter a blended family, time and circumstance will tell you everything you need to know. But when you make a choice, like, you just kind of have to guard your heart a little bit and not get mad that there's a bio mom and that you're the step parent. By bio, you mean toxic, right? (laughs) No, like... (laughs) And, you know, it's, it, that's also really hard. Like, I'm so sure that my ex and his wife think that I'm the crazy ex-wife. They're all crazy ex-wives. And that I'm toxic. They're and, all toxic. <laughs> but, I but mean. But, yes, that's, that's the, like the, It's like the rhetoric that it doesn't matter if you are or not. Do you think that I'm a crazy ex-wife and I'm toxic to their marriage? Okay. <laughs> No, absolutely but not. But like, no, no it, I can you know put what, that out there because I don't call, create drama. I'm not trying to actually, mess anyone's life up, but you, that gets said about me regardless. What, what I was talking about earlier is when you try to look at things from all sides, you are one person who does that. You you step back from the situation and put yourself as the second person more often than you're the first person. And you're like, no, I want that. I'm going to do that. You very often take the back seat and... I'm using the word, I'm using the phrase get walked over because it's lack of a better term. But a lot of times it's like, no, if you really feel that way, you should step in. But you're like, no, I don't want to cause problems. I don't want it to be, you know, an issue. It's really not that big of a deal. But I see it happen a lot, a lot, a lot where it's like, you know, you have rights. You have you, you know, you can say yes or you can say no yeah. to something. And a lot of times you're just like, you know what? I choose no drama. Yeah, it's easier <laughs> for everyone if yeah. I just step back mm-hmm. and let it happen. Yeah, and I think that at the end of the day, something I live by. So that was just how I was raised. My mom re- actually raised me to look at all sides of every issue I ever dealt with from growing up to adult. She just ingrained that into me. So that's credit to her. But, you know, one thing you have to live by is you have to love the kids more than you hate the ex. You have to love the kids more than you hate the ex, even as a step parent. You have to love the child more than you hate the ex. And that can be hard, but when you come at decision-making from that lens, it changes everything, you know, Um 
you want kids to have a close relationship with their parents. That's in their best interest, (laughs) regardless of what you think about them or not. You know, regardless of what I think about my kid's stepmom, and I have a lot of thoughts. (laughs) Should I get the red button ready? (laughs) No, I will not talk bad, but. I know you never have. However, regardless of what I feel or what my experiences and history have been with this woman, right? It's in my kid's best interest for them to love her and for them to be loved by her. It is in their best interest that they get along, that they're taken care of by her, that she embraces them and that they feel like a family over there. And that's how it is. So it doesn't really matter my personal opinion of her because my personal opinion is irrelevant when it comes to what's in the best interest of my kids. You know, sometimes I wish my kids hated her and were on my team, right? But then how would life be over there? Well, that's not good for them. Why would I want them torn up? And yes, how would their lives be over there? Like, why would I want that for them? You know, hate, and I don't hate her, but I'm just using that term as... Strongly dislike. Well, no, but like hate is a heavy burden, right? Dislike is a heavy burden. Why would you wish that on other people? So even as a step parent, when you're guarding your heart, you know, it is also like, let the other, like what is in the child's best interest. And I tell this to all of our kids, like you want your kids to have all their parents to have healthy relationships. And they all look different. Every relationship looks different. Um, things aren't perfect. People aren't perfect. Parents aren't perfect. Bio moms aren't perfect. Stepmoms aren't perfect. Same with dads and stepdads. I mean, So learn, like, kids, like, stop making it about you. That's my advice. Give your mom a shout-out. She's on. Oh, hello, mamacita. (laughs) Um, See, my mom taught me that I should look at all sides of an issue. Right, mom? She She said yes. Oh. She says yes. No, literally, she says yes. So, um, and it's interesting Because I have so much more appreciation for both my mom and my stepmom being in my shoes. Like, I think that sometimes you don't understand until you're going through things. Like, I don't have to, like, my mom had to say goodbye to me for, I put in our stories, like, um, how it stung to say goodbye to my kids and it never gets easier just to be relatable and to make people feel like they're not alone. Right. And... I only say goodbye to them for a few days at a time. Like my mom had to say goodbye to me for a month, month and a half during the summer. Yeah. And she didn't see me. Yeah. The longest you go without seeing your kids on like on a normal. Unless a vacation. Yeah. Unless something's abnormal. It's five nights. It's five nights, which is like a big deal. Like even I go, even I go longer than that. Yeah. But you get to talk to your child and see him sometimes. That's not the case for me. So, you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. so, I mean, I think I could do week on week off if I could talk to my kids and it was easy. Be, yeah. You and we could like, we could like, Hey, they want to stop by or, right. you know, like you there's this party. Working. Like if I had your situation, I could probably do week on week off. Well, yeah, but because I you're able to, you're able to keep up with the relationship. Yeah. You're able to keep building and keep up with current topics and, but when like know what's going but on, when it goes lights out for a week at a time. Yeah. Comes back and like, especially at this age, I mean, our kids yeah. are, our kids are, are 10, <laughs> 10, 14, 
15 and 18. And at those ages, I mean, a week without seeing your kid is, there's so much that changes in a week in their little yeah. lives. So, yeah. yeah. So, um, already, do you think, question three, moving right along, do you think it will ever get better even after court with a court order if she doesn't follow? This is a good question. You would know more than me. With a court order, if she doesn't follow the order, how can we hold her accountable? She has broken some orders, and I say call the cops. She's messed You do with, or she does? She, I'm reading her okay. question. She's messed with my husband's time a lot, not to mention she calls. Okay. Um, so not to mention, I guess she calls her stepdaughter five times a day when she's here and will bribe her with shoes, phones, TV, parties, etc. It's like she feels she's losing her to us, so gets desperate and starts trying to buy her. Yeah. That's and that's oh, that's such a hard place to be in. So yeah, calling the cops like that's everyone's like first thing to do. And as I am a police supporter, um, there's not a lot that they can do. If you have a court order there, and it's like you are arguing over the kids, and um, you know you're there to pick up the kids because it's your time, um, but they're not letting them go. The cops get called. If there's a court order there, the cops are going to look at the paperwork and go, well, this is court order. This is the way it needs to be. But at the end of the day, it's actually a civil matter. It's a civil issue. So if mom's not following court orders and it's a habit and it's becoming a problem, my best advice is document, 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 save any type of text, emails, um, anything that you can journal do. it though. Like every time, Everything. if you're consistently journaling it, a, a court would take that into consideration. If you're doing it here and there and aren't consistent, then they won't. And you can't show a pattern so. and it's not that big of a problem. But at the end of the day, mm -hmm. it is a civil issue and it's going to have to go back to court and yeah. it has to be presented in court, which is why a lot of people, you for one, you know, uh, my ex and I are at the place now where, we realize that court's not a place that we want to be. It's not something that we want to be doing and wasting our time with. But uh, it also kind of keeps us in, in check a little bit, too. It's like, I don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. So let's just figure out a better situation mm -hmm. or a solution for this problem. But if it is that big of an issue and it is a problem, court is kind of your your only pathway, which is such a bummer. But Yeah, it is. You take it back to court. You have to just, it's, it's kind of where everything gets resolved. And I think with older kids too, cops would not physically remove an older child, right? If court orders are broken, they're not going to do that. I think with babies and little, little kids, cops might. I've, but they're going to enforce the paperwork. They're going to enforce the paperwork. So they'll, but I think that, you know, when kids get to be older, they kind of have a voice. Um, and courts take them into consideration. Um, but oftentimes, listen, 15-year-olds don't even know what's in their best interest. They're 15. That's why they can't vote, and they can't drink, and they can't live on their own, and they can't buy anything yet. You know, so to, it matters, but if you know that it's in your child's best interest to have a relationship with both parents, then that needs to be the place that you operate out of. So just because a kid says, hey, I don't want to go there anymore, or say your stepchild in the situations like, mom's going to buy me everything I want, so I'm going to go live with her now, 
you fight for that kid. No, that is not in your best interest. Like I want you. It's you need to have the other side of that. So I think, again, it always goes back to the best interest of the kids. And, you know, try to have some empathy for a bio mom that, you know, you, if you know a bio parent is struggling with the fear of losing their child to the other home, that shit's real. That is an insecurity and a fear. It is a mother's or a father's probably too worst nightmare that their kids are going to come home one day and say they no longer want to live with you. They no longer want to be here. There is nothing more hurtful. Like I could not imagine that pain that they're choosing the other house and don't want to choose me, that I'm not wanted as a parent. A lot of that's being a teenager But that doesn't mean it doesn't hurt a parent. So if you see that bio mom is trying to buy something because she's afraid that she's losing her daughter to your home, let that affect you a little bit in the empathetic department. Like that must really hurt her. Like that's a real fear. And maybe you don't come at it so disgusted by her and she's such a bad mom you know maybe you come at it like wow that must be really hard that she feels like she needs to to go to bribery to get her child you know and let you know lucky for you you your house doesn't but I'm just saying like maybe you can soften your heart to this bio mom a little bit you know and just be more open to how much she might be hurting And then be super blessed that your stepdaughter loves you so much and, like, let that be enough. Yeah, and, you know, something I'm thinking about while you're saying this, like, there is no winning at the end of this. You know, I feel like a lot of people are like, ooh, I need to start competing. And no one wins at the game of, you know, the kid's expense. The kids only lose. That's the problem here. That's what most people don't think. They think that... Well, if I get the kid to want to stay with me the whole time, I win. Or if they want to stay with the other parent the whole time, you know, I lose. That's not, that's just not the case. You know, the kids are always the ones that are going to lose out in this situation unless they are comfortable and happy at both homes. And that's just the fact of the matter. Now, the next part is if you're on the other end of that and mom, you know, or dad, has just more resources and um, have so much more going for the kids and you just can't compete with that. You know, all this, all this material and trips and, you know, the the other family is the Disneyland dad, you know, that's, Mm -hmm. that's the term, right? That's what the other family is. Don't feel like you have to compete because once you start competing, you turn it into a competition. You're giving into the very thing you hate. That's it. Mm-hmm. That you already know you're probably not going to win at. And then also, again, the kids just aren't going to win because they're not going to get the true reality of life out of this. It's going to be parents competing over one another. And all it does is every time you leapfrog, this kid just keeps going up that that ladder and up that chain to a place that they are so much higher than what reality actually is. That once all this stops, the kid's going to come crashing back down. And it's going to completely just ruin things for them. Yeah. 
Absolutely. So that's just a little bit of advice. Like, you know, just the competition thing. Mm. I think the kids are the only ones that lose in that situation. Yeah, I agree. So to answer her question, do you think it will get better even after court? It only gets better as people are willing to change and mature and grow up. Yeah. Court being over isn't a magic wand situation where it's all good. And it usually isn't over. And that's the thing. Things is, get worse before they get better. It, well, they get worse and then they don't. Just yeah. because a court order goes into place doesn't mean, again, you won or they won. You lost or they lost. It just means now. Their structure. Th- there is a hard boundary mm-hmm. and probably more hurt. Say, say you go to court and you are, you get everything granted that you're there. Well, the fact that the other parents even at court means that they care enough to fight for this child or children Amen. in some capacity. So at the end of the day, yes, you might get everything you want, but now there's going to be so much hurt. So now when the kid goes to the other house, they're going to be in a house full of this hurt, this anger, disappointment, this disapp- frustration, all of it, all the baggage that all comes with court. You don't have to see that because you don't have to go to the other house very good point but the kid does you know the children do so it's one of those things that just you gotta kind of look at it from all sides that is so insightful because you're not a child of divorce i'm wise beyond my age but i lived that that's absolutely a thousand percent correct Uh, yeah that's you know and that's something that i that i really when going through court stuff with my own children yeah that i took a look at i even i even took I even took into matter and consideration who the lawyer was that I was using because I didn't want some snaky sleazebag lawyer that was going to get me things that didn't didn't work for the situation, right? I didn't go to court because I wanted to win. I wanted to destroy my ex and I wanted everything and I wanted it my way. A lot of it was me going to court to prove my innocence. And that's something that you guys have to you guys also have to um, think about when going to court. If you go to court, and it, I feel like it wasn't necessarily in my situation, but a good judge is going to look at all sides and in just the court of law, you know, and everyone knows the saying, innocent until proven guilty. Now, when I was at court dealing with all this child stuff, and I've talked about this stuff before, a lot of times I was guilty until I could prove my innocence. And I was like, how do I prove myself innocent or not what I'm being portrayed as if I'm not that? How do you prove yourself innocent when... Um, you're not the thing you're being <laughs> accused of. Yeah. You're innocent. Exactly. I'm like, I don't get it. Like, it, it just, it was a total yeah. mind control. Just, a, you know, it was a crazy thing. But at the end of the day, I think she realized that I realized that and it kind of got us on our own co-parenting thing. We were like, wow, there was a lot of fighting there and a lot of blowing out of proportion that neither of us, I think truly wanted, you know, it was a very hurtful time, but at the end of the day, we don't want to be dealing with that. We don't want our children to be dealing with that. It's not something fun or exciting or winners, only losers, only losers, especially the kids. Yeah. And (laughs) and we just don't want to do that anymore. So we've gotten to a place of co-parenting where it's like, but that took time. And that's something that people think that it just, God, we want it to be different, but it took years. It took time. So healing takes time. It takes consistency. It takes being stretched out of your comfort zone. 
take takes leaps of faith. You know, how do you hold someone? The other part of this question is how do you hold someone accountable to a court order? Well, you can't control someone else. Sorry. But what you can do is you can control how you behave and you can control your boundaries and you can control if you're engaging in conversations that don't have to do with the kids or conversations that don't have to do with what's in play. You know, if you're going down a rabbit hole of fighting, why are you fighting? Stop fighting. So what you allow is what will continue. And if you're pushing the boundaries beyond just talking about the kids and asking a question, giving an answer, then that's on you. And so if you're giving, if you're bleeding out of the boundaries of the court order in any way, whether it's communication, dropping off half hour late yourself, like you just have to be the example and you have to set boundaries and you have to not engage in things that aren't appropriate. Agreed. Last Up, Astro question. Boy. <laughs> Hi, Jennifer. Last question. <clears throat> okay. Do you think trying to get her with us during school is wrong? So get her stepdaughter with us is wrong. Her mother always has had her, but leaves her with other people. So she lets her do whatever she wants, and she even has a boyfriend and didn't tell us. My stepdaughter got caught and admitted she had a boyfriend. The bio mom lied and said she didn't know when she did. Again, can't control other people. But if a kid's being unattended, like, yeah, of course you can try to get her. Is it going to work out? Not necessarily. And I know you have a lot of feelings on this because. I've been told. I've been told. I've been put in my place as the bio parent. By lawyers. It was not good. It wasn't good. Like, basically. A bio parent who has physical custody on their time has the right to seek whatever child care they deem appropriate in their absence. So if first right of refusal isn't written into your court order, which it wasn't in my case. There's a tip right there. First right of refusal. Learn it. See what your state does with it. See what you... I mean, I think it's like you have to find like a minimum time. So... If it's like an, you know, three hours, it's going to be 10 hours, hours. Five, you know, whatever it is. So, um, but I was told that cause I felt this, I felt I I'm, I'm with you here. Like if a kid is being unattended or passed off to a babysitter when there's a parent or someone available, like, yeah, that seems like a no brainer. And that to was me too. I was always like, why, like, why like, is that a babysitters when I'm right here? Right. I want them. Well, because you can't control or micromanage your ex's lives. Like, they do have rights about that. Here's one that I really have a big feeling about. So. How do we have, and this was, oh, this is, I'm I'm getting angry right now. Oh, you have two minutes. Oh, gosh. Okay, so it was one of those where I was always arguing, like, you know, when it was the 50-50 scheduling. But all of a sudden, like, kids over there. And uh, at babysitters, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. School, babysitter, rarely home. But child support. Oh, God, still, with child support. It's still there where it's like I'm paying child support for my kid to be somewhere else. Like th- it was the most mind-blowing thing where I'm like, 
How about I support my own child by supporting my own child when he can't be supported physically, uh, you know, all all of it. So that was the. Yeah. Yeah. I had to bury that and it just sort of surfaced for a Mm. second there, but I'm going to bury it again. Here it goes. (laughs) Camera two. Buried. Yeah. I mean, I have lawyers told me that um, my ex also informed me of that when I tried to bring this to his attention. Like, I'm home. Why are you going to drop my kid off at the Y? When she can come home. Wake her up early, hours One early. One block away from school. One block away from her school. Mom is home. But the why was a better option. And that, as a parent, was such a slap in the face. And hurtful. And hurtful. And it was like, I could do nothing about it. Like, my daughter's a block away at the YMCA, which is fine, but not when parent home, available, able to care for her. It is better for her to be cared for by me than the YMC fucking A. Oh, there it is, you guys. I should have made like, sorry. Stuff shoot out everywhere. But no, no, he has the right to do that. Welcome to divorce court. But yeah, it is what it is. Like it's it's something that is just you bang your head against the wall and it hurts your heart and you're like, I'm gonna guard my heart against this because am I gonna spend every day upset about this when I have no power to change it? I think you're doing it wrong. What? Banging your head against the wall if it hurts your heart. Yeah. You're banging Well, we wanna get into the other thing. But anyway, so this shit's hard. Step parenting is really hard. Guard your heart. Try to know your place. And again, I say that just as a self-protection, not as a mean thing to say or an offensive thing to say. (laughs) All right, you guys. (laughs) We lost all of our listeners. (laughs) And Julie has cleared the room. (laughs) Drop the mic. Turn off the radio. We are done. Thank you guys for joining us. (laughs) We are the Blended Life. I am Eric. This is Julie. Follow us on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and all the ways. Do I even try? How do you feel about step parents <laughs> watching kids? Ah, uh, you know what? At some point, it becomes just a thing where it. At some point, you're not going to care. Like it's it's one of those like. However, if bio parents available, I also my personal belief. First right of refusal, but step parents also, you know, first right of refusal over a babysitter, sure. But at some point in time, there's a lot of times, like we've been married now for years and I am a step parent. You leave the house or I leave the house, yeah. you know, and it's on our time and it's like the kids would be going back and forth all the time. So come down to a realistic, like, all right, if the parents leaving town for days, you know, but also look at the situation because a lot of times you just been married for so long and it is family <laughs> and just don't do that to the yeah, kids. Yeah, I think that you just get, like, I'm just always just so tired of the drama that my heart hurts, but I don't care. I'm just jamming out to the song now because <laughs> we're still on our outro. <laughs> yeah. So, All right, step you parents, guys. watch the kids. Watch Thank the, you for showing up yeah. for them. Thanks for, thanks for thanks all for the questions. Thanks for step parenting. To our crazy bioparenting. Song is gonna end in twenty seconds. We gotta go.
Hey, it's Julie again. I hope this episode of Blended Life started a conversation that you will finish in your home. But I get it, right? Sometimes you need more. My offer still stands. If I can interest you in a free one-on-one breakthrough session with me to see if coaching is right for you, contact me now at becomingheardnow at gmail.com and let's get you unstuck. Becomingheardnow at gmail.com. I look forward to it.